podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Everybody and welcome to the next episode of the Tactics Board. Um, if you're anything like me, you are ridiculously excited for, for tomorrow's game. Uh, so what we want to do, we've called in uh, the usual gang. We're going to do a, a preview of the big game, uh, look in a little bit of detail at obviously how City will set up and, and how the Reds, more importantly, will set up. Um, and then hopefully we've got social media Gav on hand as well to answer any questions that you have for the lads. Um, so before we move on into the show and I introduce the lads, just a quick mention to our span- sponsor, Jan Janssen. Uh, Jan, as you know, if you've been listening to any of the previous shows, he offers subscriptions. Oh so as I was saying, Jan will offer you um, a subscription service that will give you every channel. So if you're into your football, your sport, uh, if you're into TV shows, he'll be able to offer you all of these at a very competitive price. So if you want to check him out on Twitter, it's IPT for all. And if you use the reference code LFCDT, you'll get a discounted package. So tonight's show, as you may have heard in the background, we've got an excited Danny Ventry, ex-Sligo midfielder, watching Champions League as we speak. Uh, we've also got ex-Forest left-back Alan Rogers. We've got fellow day tripper uh, Steve Brown. And by the power of Skype, we'll be able to join the lads now. How are we all, gents? Hello, mate. You okay? Yeah, not, not, not bad. Not bad. Uh, Danny, what were you getting excited about there, mate? What, what did we miss? Well, Real have just gone two up there, Jay. Ronaldo's just scored an overhead kick. Has he, yeah? One of the goals of the season. <laughs> That's ridiculous, Carl. Absolutely ridiculous. That's unbelievable. Jesus. Um, so what I want to do tonight, obviously we're all a little bit nervous, excited for tomorrow's game. Um, how are we all feeling, lads? Before we dive into into the lineups and, and how we think the game will go, how's the how's the nerves? Where are you going to be watching it, Steve? Um, I don't know, yeah, I haven't decided. Um, and what about you, Al? I'm going, mate. I'm going. I'm quite fortunate I'll be there. I've, uh, I'm taking my son. Ah, Brilliant. 
so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And do you know what? It's, it's Sam Stacks. I'm, I'm actually nervous. I've never been nervous to watch Liverpool, like, you know, because... But I'm nervous tomorrow. I really am. It's the, ner- it's the nerves that keeps you on edge, mate. That's what we, that's what we want. That's what comes with the big games. Mm, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. My son can't wait. I'd say so. Who's more excited, you or him? Him. <laughs> Just... So, so what I want to do, lads, I think it'd be a, a good place to start. I, I suppose after the news today, we had about a couple of injuries to the team. Um, you know, we were, we were chatting today in terms of how we think that we'll sort of uh, line up and, and we'll pull up a graphic in the minute of, of what we think the, the team will be. Uh, but one thing that I wanted to touch on before we sort of dive into that is um, how similar or how much of a benchmark do you think the first, uh, you know, the the game at Anfield, um, we, you know, we'll we'll have on this? Do you think that it'll be a similar type of affair, um, uh, you know, or do you think the fact that it's a European tie over two legs will will, will change how the the teams will set up? And I'll, I'll come to you first, Al. I just I think you're just going to have a wide open game because you've got two managers who, you know, football beliefs is to attack. You know, when if you can see the goal, we'll score two. I think that's the philosophy of both managers. Um, I do think that they might tweak and try and do something a little bit different City, I I'm not saying they're going to come back and park the bus because that's just not what he'll do hmm. but I do think they'll try and I do think they'll try and tweak because you know the, we blew them away in about a period of 10 or 12 minutes at Anfield the last game hmm. um, and I do think he will try he'll, he'll do something slightly different uh, Pep will hmm. tonight I think We'll, we'll, we'll come on to that in a, in a minute. We were all looking at it today and, and we think there's a potential tweak that might happen, uh, but we'll come on to that in a, in a little bit. Danny, um, how much of a bearing, same sort of question, how much of a bearing do you think you know, the 4-3 the at Anfield uh, will have? And do you think that that's, I suppose, given, um, given Pep some lessons that he, you know, he should learn from coming into tomorrow's game? Yeah, I think he'll have learned a lot of lessons from that. I was at that game. I think if the game went on another five or ten minutes longer, you know, City could have probably turned the game fully round. It took three points on one five four. Mm. It was that much of a mad game. So I think Jurgen Klopp's probably learned a lot from that game. Also, mm. I, I was getting a bit worried for the last towards the last five or ten minutes of that game, and you could see it was coming mm. because City have just got a belief that they play, they play, and they'll just create chances. Mm. It's just on the night whose better strikers are going to take the chances for me. Yeah, and I think we touched on it on a, on a previous podcast. I think one thing that gives me the glimmer of hope coming into, into tomorrow's game, and, and particularly in terms of the last wobbly 10 minutes that we had in, in, in the 4-3, is the emergence of Virgil van Dijk as a leader at the back. Uh, you know, I, I think if we were under pressure... Uh, I think there seems a new resilience about this Liverpool team now. So I think, you know, I'd, I'd have a little bit more confidence going into this game that, you know, the times when we are under the cosh, we'll have the belief and the ability to be able to to see it through. What are, what are your thoughts on that, Steve? Um, I think Van Dijk is the key tomorrow night. Um, he, he didn't play the Anfield match. Yeah. Um, I think his leadership um, is trying to guide Lovren and Trent through the match. It's going to be absolutely vital for me. Yeah, and and I think for 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 myself personally, you know, I I seen a stat today in that game alone. 
City had 64% of the possession at Anfield, which is clearly a deliberate tactic, I think, from Klopp, is to let them have the ball, um, you know, win the ball back high up. Um, do you think that we'll, we'll afford them that much time on the ball again? Do you think it'll be something that Klopp will, uh, will, will look to replicate, Al? I do, yeah. You know, I just, it's, it's, no matter what happens, if they, they'll play the same way. They won't change their philosophy. City, they'll have the, the centre-backs to split really wide and even get the ball off the goalkeeper. They won't change the way they play. And, you know, I, I do think we'll set up a similar way, a similar way to with them, you know, when, on the high press. But I've just got a feeling he, he's got, he'll have something up his sleeve for Wednesday. Hmm. And, and Danny, I'll come to you. You know, when, when you've played games and, and perhaps you've been, you know, under instruction from managers to sit off and, and let the other, uh, you know, the other team have the ball, is it very much a case of them having the ball in controlled areas? So you'll have, a, let's say, a, a trigger point that once they enter a particular zone, that's when the, def- the defensive team comes alive. Yeah, you see, you see many teams playing that tactic. I've, I've played it myself. Um, I think one thing you'll do, what for me personally, I, I hope John Stones plays tomorrow. I think you can highlight him and letting him have the ball because he takes chances in possession. Mm. So if he plays, I think Liverpool might deploy that tactic and you know let him try and step out with the ball because he takes risks. Mm. Once he comes into a certain area, like the mid third, that's when he starts to close down and try and win the ball in areas where we can go and counter attack from. So mm. yeah, that's what I think could happen, and I think that's what happened last time. And it was a 4-3 game. Well, well, what I'll do, lads, I think it's a good time. We'll move on um, to, to the slide that we put together today, which looks at what we suspect, I suppose, our starting 11, uh, our starting 11 to be. And, and what I'll do for, the, for those that can't see the screen and are listening on a podcast, I'll go through, through the 11 and then we'll talk around particular areas that, that we wanted to address. So with the, with the injuries that we've got today, obviously, of Matip, Chan's looking doubtful. Um, it looks like the 11 will be, obviously, Karius in goal, a back four potentially of Arnold, Lovren, Van Dijk and Robertson, Henderson, Shield in, in front of the back four with Chamberlain and Wijnaldum partnering him, and then the Fab three up front. Now, um, to come to you, lads, I think one thing... Uh, that I wanted to, to start with, I suppose, is is the Matip injury. Um, and I, it'd be, I'd be interested to see if both players that have been fit for this game, uh, and I'll, I'll come to you first, Steve, who would you have partnered alongside uh, Van Dijk for, for this particular game? I would have went with Lovren, um, purely because I think he's more mobile than Matip, um, and I think that he's more proactive in helping us pull back and dealing with the balls into the channel that City loves. David Silva loves to play more so. Um, if he's going to drift, <clears throat> sorry, if Silva's going to drift wide and try and play between that line, mm. you want the defender that's actually going to go and try and engage with him mm. rather than Mastiff who will stand off and give him the space to try and pick balls in behind. And what would you share those sentiments, Danny? Who would you have? Uh, who have you give the nod if if both players would have been fit? I'd have gone personally for Lovren hmm. um, for the simple reason that I don't think they're going to cause an aerial threat. As hmm. you say, Steve said he's quite a bit more mobile and massive. You know, did you play Aguero up there as a lone striker, kind of Marnie on the left of him, Stalin on the right? So the aerial threat wouldn't be a problem. 
that reason I'd, I'd play Lovren myself. Okay. And Al, we, we spoke at length, I suppose, about um, you know, Lovren's inability sometimes to to read a game potentially and go, do you know what, if this isn't my day, particularly against a big man, you know, maybe I let I let him have the ball in an area. This isn't this isn't gonna be that case tomorrow, you'd assume, whether it's a a, a Jesus or a, a you know um an Aguero up front. They're going to pose a different type of threat. So I suppose, you know, you as a, as a defender yourself, if you have these, you know, these smaller players who are looking to play off the shoulder, they're looking to drop deep, receive the ball, turn, run, uh, you know, run the channels. Um, what are the type of things that you've got to be most aware of as, as part of that back four? And is it very much a case of keeping a very tight unit and making sure there's no gaps? It is. It's- with, with these, as you say, these pose a totally different threat to say the likes of Lukaku. Uh, I just think if Lovren, I, I, I personally have picked Lovren over Matthew. I think Matthew's been a little bit disappointed in the last two or three months, me personally. Mm. I think he's looked a shadow of the play, what he looked you know, early on in his Liverpool career. So I'd have gone with Lovren anyway. I just think the communication between Lovren and Van Dijk would be absolutely key tomorrow. Mm. You know, because as you say, if it's Aguero or Jesus, they, they're, they're a little nippy and they're empty play. They're playing between the, the defenders. They won't stand up against Van Dijk or Lovren. Hmm. They'll just be looking to play off the men in the round. So the communication is key between them two tomorrow. Um, hmm. Yeah, I, I do think Lovren suited to this type of uh, player than you know the likes of Lukaku. Yeah, and, and I think with Lovren, you know, I think he, he's very much a, a confidence player, and, and I think for him, you know, he, he seems to back himself. Uh, in every in every situation, and, and and I think there is you know green shoots of a partnership with uh, with him and, and Van Dyke. But I think the most frustrating thing for me is, and you lads will know better than anyone, if we're going to start to build uh, you know a strong defence, we need partnerships. And the fact that all you know Lovren and Matip both have injury uh, complaints, you know that's sort of two in, three out, two three in, two out. Um, you know it's it's. It's a big challenge for us to form any type of partnership, um, you know. And how much, I suppose, for, from your side, lads, if you're playing with different people, you know, every two, three games, how much of an impact has that had on you when, you know, when you've been playing? And I'll come to you first, Danny. I think it's a big impact on your changing partnerships every week. Hmm. It can affect your game massively. You get, you know, the longer you play with someone, it becomes second knowledge of what you think they're going to do and know what they're going to do know what they can do so it's easier to probably read the game mm. once your partner starts to change to change it becomes it affects your game mm. because you're worrying about other things then subconsciously but I think you're right you need you need a good amount of games together to start yelling mm. but the way the Premier League is there's that many games Champions League games Cup games you do have to have a big squad so you know they're elite players I'm sure they can get on with it. Mm. I'm sure they can adapt. I'm going to bring in Gav. Uh, Gav, if you want to, if you want to join us there, mate. Gav's t- keeping an eye on the the social media. Um, and what I'm going to do, I'm going to bring Gav in because uh, he's got a question from from one of the listeners. So, what's the question, Gav? Uh, the first question in here, lads, is um, well, looking at the team there, I'm glad Bonaldum is, is named on it because it's about him. And the first question in is, do the lads think that maybe Klopp? might look to put Wijnaldum or maybe one of the other midfielders to do a job on Kevin De Bruyne and probably kind of limit his effect on the game. 
or do we go towards the power dump? That's the first question that's come in, lads. And, and, and what, I, what I want to talk about here, particularly, because like, it moves us quite nicely on, I suppose, to looking in detail, particularly around R11, um, you know, and, and we'll come on to midfield in a minute, because I, I agree with you, Steve. I, I think that, um, you know, Guinea's going to be key tomorrow. These type of performances and these type of fixes seem to suit him. But, but just before we move on to the midfield, there's, there's one point, aside from the centre-backs, that I want to touch on, um, and that's particularly is Trent. Uh, now, I think, you know, we've, we've spoke at length, lads, and, and I think a lot of Liverpool fans have been aware of, I suppose, that, that Trent's potentially susceptible to a run, uh, you know, from, from inside uh, you know the wing position. So if you think of uh, the Rashford runs that he was, uh, you know, he was struggling with, he, he was up against it in the first half, particularly against Sahar. Leroy Sané seems to be City's, you know, one of their main danger men. He's a brilliant. He's in brilliant form, and he likes to make that, you know, outside in run uh, along the line. Now, um, what I want to do first of all, I suppose, is Al. I'll come to you. How how as a defender would you a mm-hmm. Look to to remedy that. How would you look to put a stop at you know to those type of runs? Um, and then the next question that I'll, I'll sort of come to off the back of that is, if a if a winger is making a run from outside to in, and you're a fullback and and you've got that you know you touch tight, you're following him, you're following him. At what point does that run then become the centre back's problem? Do you then at one point pass it over to the centre back, or are you meant to just track that runner? I just think you've got to. You, you... You've got to track his runner for me, for me. You know, I don't know whether you see match of the day on Saturday where they highlighted him when he played against Everton, when Everton were attacking down Man City's right back area mm. and it stopped and showed you Sane's position. Yeah. It, and I personally, in all of my, my playing career and any sort of level of football, I've never seen anyone hold a position like that in my life mm. because they were attacking down Man City. So they're attacking, Everton were attacking Kyle Walker in the right back spot. Mm. And Sané was basically just inside his own half on the touchline on the opposite side. Really? And I really don't... I'm being honest, you cannot defend that. You don't know basically whether to stand next to him. You you can't follow the play, basically. Exactly. Now, Seamus Coleman, you know, he can't go and stand next to him because, you know, he's miles out of position. Mm. And I just think... It's so clever because it, it's indefensible. You can't defend against it. And what City were looking to do is just get it and just switch it. Switch it. And it doesn't matter how good a defender you are as a fullback. Someone who's as quick as Mane running that year at pace with mm. 10 yards running, you, you can't stop it. Mm. You just simply can't stop it. Mm. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think from, from my side, I've seen something this week actually that, that kind of touches on that point is that Pep is, a, is big about creating space. And he's big about when a player receives the ball. What's their body position, and when can they play into that space? So I know, um, you know, I think it was in the last game actually they looked to do that long diag, and I think Joe Gomez had missed the ball, and Sane was touching, uh, hugging the touchline. So I, I, I think, uh, and I'll come to you on this, Danny. Do you think that that's something that they'll look to exploit, uh, particularly target trends, not only with the long balls, I suppose, but also now if you have let's say, a David Silva, who, who I think, you know, if we look at the, the positions he occupied against Everton, he likes to drift into that left zone as well. So you're going to have potentially those two doubling up on Trent. Oh, yeah, he's going to have his hands full. Mm. That's why Wijnaldum's probably in the team to come over and help him that way. Mm. He's going to have to have some sort of centre midfielder, you know, giving him a hand. Mm. Whether it's just um, Sane on his own, 
someone's got to give to them cover because if he does play out wide like Alan says he does, which I've seen he does, and Trent does come out and try and get to the yard on him, he leaves them spaces in between centre-half for Aguero to run into. Mm. I would think it might have been one of the games earlier on in the season when our centre-half just split and it was just two straight balls through the like through the middle of them, and Aguero's ran through and scored. Mm-hmm. I might be wrong, that could have been last season. No, I think I think you're right, mate. I think it was De Bruyne who played the ball through, and Aguero was in and around Mignolet. Yeah, so, you know, they've got quality all over the pitch. Mm. Clever players will ask questions of your defence, mm. which which they, they've asked questions of everyone all season, and they've always found the right answer, the, the right pass to get through. Mm. You don't rush it. Sane will hang out wide, and all of a sudden you'll see it start and running off behind blind side run mm. and he's in and the quality he's got you know it's more or less ends up in a goal or an assist mm. we're going to have our hands full well Sven's going to have his hands full anyway so mm. for that reason I think that's with Naldum's in there mm. and, and, and what about you Steve because you've been waxing lyrical about uh, Leroy Sane uh, this season and me and you ourselves had a little chat today I've got a bit of a controversial shout which we'll, we'll come on to in a minute um, but what, I suppose what would, what, what would your follow on be to the lads point around Sane um, Sanon's terrifying. Mm. Absolutely terrifies the life out of him. He's size vital for the weight. Like the, Kevin De Bruyne has been City's best player this year. Mm. Boy, not by a whole lot though, because Sane is absolutely top of the range. Mm. It's it's the movement, it's the one touch to beat a player. He, it, he'll take the ball in across his body and it's one touch gone by. Mm. Um, I worry for Trent tomorrow night because, as he said, Silva drifts over to the left. They're playing Laporte, who's the centre-half, so they're mm. solid behind. They're then going to have the Bruyne drifting left as well. And then if it's Jesus up front, he'll drift left. It, it's literally just trying to create create overloads. Mm. So it's Sterling on the opposite side that'll have space. Mm. Now, 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 what what I want to do? I've just got a, a message there off uh, off Gav. Uh, we've got another question on social, and then we'll come back to to our discussion that we had today, Steve. Because I know that we had uh, we, we had different views. So I'll just bring Gav in now. Gav, um, yeah, it's just one, another question there, and it's just something Steve touched on, and it's it is this overload thing, and how key is it that one Trent is protected um, in this sort of game? And two, that David Silva is really kept hold of during this game because he pulls the strings and he opens things up for the likes of Sane, Jesus, Sterling. So that was the question that came in. Steve, do you want to pick that one up there, mate? Um, yeah, I don't see how he's... Like, we're not going to set up like United set up. We're not going to set up man for man. It's going to be zones. It's got, we're going to basically do what we've done for... Try and take a game. Uh, try and take the game away from them in periods of time. Mm. We will sit off. We will. We're not going to go a million miles an hour tomorrow night because I don't think we can. Mm. I think we'll try and take it in. We'll see how things move for the first 15, 20 minutes without letting them try and let them get behind us. Mm. But it's the big worry is that if everyone's not switched on tomorrow night. City can pull you apart and mm. City can seriously hurt you within the same way we can in 10 minutes. Mm. We can take a game away from anyone in 10 minutes and City can do exactly the same. Mm. And, and Al, I'll, I'll come to you, mate. Do you think that, that there's going to be a special instruction for the likes of Wijnaldum? I know that uh, Danny had kind of touched on it there. You know, Is he going to occupy that space and very much try and, uh, I suppose, stop Silva from getting on the ball and, and dictating from, from that sort of left central area? 
Yeah, I think the problem is Man City's got that many players. So if, you, if you're concentrating Silver to Bruyne, they love from Europe. If you're concentrating to Bruyne, they're Sani, they love from Europe. Mm. And then, you, you know, Sterling, no one's even spoke about Sterling. Mm. You know, the kid's having a phenomenal season. Uh, I just, I think it's more about the way we set up and our, I, I think our back four tomorrow has to be a, a solid back four as a unit. I know Klopp likes to push the full-backs on and get them involved in the game, but it, just for the sake of the first 20 minutes of an hour tomorrow, I just think Liverpool, I agree with Steve, I, I do think we'll sit there and just say, right, this is us as a bank, mm. you know, and contain them for the first 15, 20 minutes. Mm. Because if we go, go and go and let Trent go bombing forward and then we throw Robbo on the left-hand side bombing forward, I do think we could be out of the game. We could be out of the game in the first 20 minutes. Mm. Because, you know, look at the way they started against Everton. They could have been four or five up in 15 minutes. Mm. Yeah, and, and, and to touch on that, I suppose, it, it leads me nicely into to what me and Steve were talking about today. And if we are looking to contain and be solid, let's say, for the first 15, 20 minutes, I had a bit of a left field shout today in terms of fullback because, you know, I'd... Like like yourselves, I'd I'd be a little bit worried defensively, for, you know, for for Trent. Uh, I think they'll target him. Um, and you know, if you look at the Palace game in isolation, I think you know he, he had a poor first forty five minutes, and he was brilliant in the second half. You have to say, you know, he he really, you know, shifted mentality, recovered really well. My worry would be though, if you have a, a bad forty five minutes against Manchester City. You could be four nil down, and, and it's it's tie over. So I mentioned to Steve, and I, and I don't think for one second Klopp could, would do this, but I think it could be a potentially good option. Is James Milner in at right back? Uh, you know, James Milner possibly wouldn't offer as much going forward in terms of pace and 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 speed of moving the ball, but his experience in how to deal with talented players. Steve made a point today. You know, he's got a lack of pace against Sane, but. What he lacks in pace, he has in, in mental capacity of, to read the game, know where he should be, know how to block off a run before it turns into something. Do you think that that would be a, a, an option we could potentially look at? Um, or do you think that, that Trent is nailed on to start? And I'll come to you there, Danny. I think he is nailed on to start. Um, Milner does a good, good job wherever he plays, but I think if you get into Sane early, bit like Robertson did uh, with Sterling in the last game. You know, Sterling ends up getting dragged off after 55, 60 minutes. You know, I know it's hard to go and get tight to them players, but they're going to have to do it and they're going to have to upset them. I don't think I've ever seen anyone get stuck into Sane this season. Mm. Probably because he plays in a position where you can't go and get tight to him mm. and all of a sudden he's standing you up and he's running at you. But I think that's why Trent, with his pace you know, and his, his young legs, will probably start more We'll start tomorrow instead of Milner. Mm. And, and what about you, Al? Because you you share the same thoughts of me in terms of uh, you know Trent occasionally knocking off defensively, and as a as a fullback, you know uh, what would be your view on a, a potential James Milner uh, filling in a, a, a right full? I just, funny enough, I had a conversation with a mate of mine who's, who's a season ticket at Liverpool and going to the game with tomorrow, and I mentioned the same thing. Mm. I never said, you know, I just said, would you play him? And he was like, oh, I don't know. He's not played full-back this season. Um, I feel I feel a little bit for Trent me because the kid's a good player. He is a very good player. And the little mistakes what he's doing at the minute is they're getting, they're getting punished. Mm. They are getting punished. Um, I, I'm, I, think, I think Trent will start tomorrow. Mm. I'm very worried that he is going to start as well because I do think that's advantage then. Mm. 
Is there can't anyone think there's a possibility Klein comes in? He's not kicked no. the ball, has he, this season? He was on the bench on Saturday. That's the only thing. It's the no. only yeah. But why not play him then, Safi? Why not I play him against Fifth Palace and just say, right, please, give us 60 minutes, see how you are, see how you go, get your rushed in this house. If you produce, you play well, possibility you play against City. Yeah. So I don't think he's actually, I don't think he's there or he would have played some part. Hmm. Yeah. I think from my, you know, my opinion on that state, Klopp always seems to talk around game rhythm, football rhythm. And I think Al alluded to it there. You know, it's one thing being physically fit, but there's, then there's the match fitness, the speed of thought, you know, your timing. And, and, and if, there was, if there was a player to come in, you know, a team to come in against where your timing is slightly off, it would be the longest 90 minutes of your life. Not only because mentally you've got to be so focused on the spaces, the half spaces, where's your man, where, where could he potentially go? But then the atmosphere that the crowd will create, I just think he'd be... He'd be like a, a lamb in the in the headlights a little bit, you know. Clap done it with Robinson, didn't he? As well, he left him, signed him, and didn't really put him in straight away. Mm. Even though he'd been playing games as well. Mm. I'm just going to uh, go bring Gav back in because Gav's got a, another question. Do you want to hop on, Gav? Yeah, the latest one. There's two of them there, lads. Um, one from at Tiger Tracy is: Is there an argument for us to go two up front um, and maybe push them back rather than trying to contain them? And the second one is from Kevo Sullivan, and he's suggesting a 4-4-1-1 rather than a 4-3-3. It protects Trent, but also moves Salah up in behind, say, Firmino, and maybe play as a two, you know, and occupy maybe their deepest line midfielder, I suppose. Just that's what's come in from them two lads, literally at the same time. A slight change in formation from what's on the screen, but it might be able to, A, protect us, and B, give them a little bit more to worry about with numbers up front, you know. Okay, nice one, Gav. I'll come to you on that one, Danny. What would be uh, what would be your answer to that, mate? I don't think Klopp's going to change for anyone. I mm. don't think Liverpool will change for anyone. They're coming to Anfield mm. on a European night. Liverpool are going to fly at these tomorrow. We've got, they're going to make City worry about us. Mm. So for me, Klopp's not changing anything. Mm. The front three are going to cause their back four or whatever they play at the back. Maybe. Now, I know that they have played three at the back recently. Mm. I hope they do again tomorrow. Mm. Because that'll just create loads, all kinds of space. And I fancy our front three against their back three all day. Well, don't, let's, let, let's not jump ahead on the back three thing because we're going to come on to City in detail, particularly off the back of the, the setup against Everton. So we'll, we'll, we'll come on to those in a minute. And, and one thing that, particularly on the midfield, I, you know, I, I think we've touched a little bit on maybe Wijnaldum. Um, one, one player that I think could be key tomorrow is Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. Uh, you know, I think he had a fantastic game against City um, the, the last time at Anfield. Uh, I think he made a real difference against Palace at the weekend, purely because of his directness. You know, he's, he's, always, he's always prepared to try and beat a man. Um, so, yeah, I think from, from my side, I suppose the first question would be, um, you know, what type of influence do you think that, that he can have tomorrow, not only in that beating a man, but potentially in terms of winning the ball back? He seems to, to recover the ball well. And I'll, I'll come to you on that, Al. Yeah, I like him as a player, mate. And I do think he, he brings he brings a fantastic amount of energy into the into that midfield too, well, um, the ox. And he is one of them because when he does win the ball, he can take it, you know, from a defensive side to an attacking side really quick because he's rapid. He's out. He's one of the quickest players in the Premier League. Mm. Um, so I think he could be vital tomorrow because he brings so much energy to the team as well. You know, when pressing them as well. 
Mm. And, I, and I'll come to you, Steve. I've I'm not sure if you can see the, the Periscope stream, but I've just pulled up the... Uh, the influence map from the the last game because it seems a good barometer and the team is is, is quite similar that's going to be going out tomorrow particularly in terms of the offensive players and you can see the influence there that uh, Roberto Firmino and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain have had and I think that is you know uh, particularly in terms of their winning the ball back you know they're 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 ever hungry uh, they're very good at turning the ball over and they tend to do it in, in higher positions up the pitch, which can get us on the front foot. Uh, so what do you see as sort of main role as being tomorrow in, in this setup? I think his main role tomorrow is to get around Fernandinho. Mm. Try and get behind him, get him scoring. That's what got us the joy in the uh, in the Anfield game. Mm. Um, was we literally we targeted Fernandinho. We said we go at him, we win it off him. Once we won it off him, we were straight on at the back at the two centre halves. Hmm. And we know we had this conversation earlier on, Jay, about company playing the ten yards directly behind Fernandinho. Yeah. Um which is basically gonna keep it's it, it looked like Pep's security blanket. I've got the I've got the graphic up on screen now, my mate, where you can see against Everton. Uh just for those that can't see the screen, uh Fernandinho is in possession. Uh, and uh, and company has, has slotted in just behind him. What we fear... He's playing as a sweeper. Mm. Company's, playing, company's playing as a sweeper. Two centre-halves are still going. Mm. And the way City were playing was, Fernandinho was dropping in between the two centre-halves. Mm. And we killed them. We absolutely murdered them at Anfield doing that. Mm. Because that's who we targeted. This is obviously Pep's answer to that. He's going to play company, so it's an extra... If, the, if it is Fernandinho that's targeted and we do get the ball off and we get behind him, mm. we still have company there. Well, that, that leads me perfectly on to, I've, I've changed the graphic now. So what we're going to be looking at is the, the two lineups. And, and the first lineup at the top of the screen is the 4-4-3 formation that they set up uh, at Anfield. And then this 3-5-2 uh, formation that they seem to adopt at Everton. Um, and we touched on it before and you rightly point out, Steve, that this could be a direct tactic from Pep, uh, you know, to try and counter us, uh, pressing Fernandinho, making him make mistakes, winning the ball early, particularly when he drops into that centre-back space. So what I'll do, I'll, I'll come to you, Danny. Um, in terms of, of moving to the 3-5-2 the formation, you touched on it before. You'd, you'd be keen for them to, to go with the three at the back against us tomorrow? Yeah, but there's not a chance they're going to do it. You don't think? Everything don't set up like Liverpool. Everything mm. at Liverpool. Everything mm. haven't got the front three that we've got. Yeah. So, Pep and Prep, it's horses for courses. No, he's playing against Everton. This is how we're going to get up against Everton, get in against Everton. Mm. You know <clears> what I mean? So, you know, you, you play a certain type of player in a certain type of game. Mm. Tomorrow, I'd love City to play a back three. Mm. But there's no chance, I don't think they will, in my opinion, they're not going to play a back three tomorrow for the threat that we pose. And do you think that, that that means then that they'll stick with their tried and tested four three three formation, and, and it'll be a very similar game to to the to the last game at Anfield? Yeah, and it's just a case of who's going to score more. Mm. And with the crowd being behind Liverpool tomorrow, I, I really fancy us. Mm. I really fancy us to you win by a couple of goals. Mm. It's just it's just when we lose that ball, it's where we're a little bit open. Mm. We've got to be a little bit cautious tomorrow. And what do you what do you think, Al? Because I suppose. Um, you know, there's a, a, a chain of thought going around that it was it was a it was a nice game for Pep to test it because potentially, you know, Everton you would assume at home would be an up and at them team. 
it, it was a strange tactic by Allardyce, I think, to, to sit off so much and be quite passive. But that's a conversation for another day. Do you think that it was a, a direct ploy from Pep to test this ahead of our game? Or, or do you share Danny's sentiments? I'd be absolutely astounded if they played three at the back of bottom. Mm. The whole season and all of the success they've had has been playing, you know, the, the system what they used to, the tried and tested system. Mm. Now, if, they, if they're going to play, okay, they went to Everton and played three at the back. Now, if they're going to play one trial game and then come to, to Anfield and try and play three at the back, three at the back is playing with Liverpool's hands, in my opinion. Can you go 1v1? I, I, I think Klopp will just say, right, you three occupy them three and yeah. we'll deal with the rest. And if that happens, well, then Liverpool could score four or five or six against them. Mm. And then, you know, you, you're looking for the likes of, you're asking Sané to play as kind of a wing back. Mm. I just think you take it. If they, if they, I'll have a big bet. If, they, if they're playing three at the back tomorrow, I will have a huge bet on Liverpool to win the game. Mm. What, what, are, what, what are the odds, Al? Because you haven't been having a good run of it at the minute, mate, so I might take you up on something. <laughs> you have You're joking, aren't you? I'll send you some of <laughs> so, so yeah, what I mean in terms of that, then lads, and I, and I think one thing to to particularly hi- highlight is the influence of Sane and Silva. Uh, you know, and if we if we look at uh, you know this this could have been paramount for for the last few of the games, but if we look at Everton in particular, we spoke about Sane and Silva occupying that left of centre position um, with those type of players. How can you? stop them influencing the game so much? Is it a case of pulling one of your centre midfielders, like we said, a Ginny Wijnaldum? Is it a case of going 1v1 and saying, OK, uh, I'm going to follow this guy. As soon as he comes into my zone, I'm sticking to him like glue. You know, as a, as a full-back out, you know, how do you counter someone of that ability? It's difficult. It's, it's difficult. I've not seen a, a team who rotate as much as City do because I think, say for instance, if, Liber- if Klopp said, when Alvin, you go and take care of David Silva. Mm. David Silva ends up getting the ball in the right back spot, and Kyle Walker becoming in central midfield. Mm. I don't. There's just that much movement and rotation in the system. But I think Liverpool have just got to kind of take it as zones. You know, if you're midfield three are in the zones, mm-hmm. and there's the rotations just just pass them on into the into your zone. Mm. I think if we start going and chasing players all over the place and. You know, saying when Alvin going chasing silver in the left back spot or something, but then to bring the cutters open somewhere else. Hmm. And and what would you what would your thoughts be on, on that, Steve? Because uh, as as you said before, you're a, you're a huge fan. What what would your plan be to try and to try and stop them to in particular influence in the game? I don't know. Stop one as I said before. You can start early. Mm. Silva out of the game, mm. then De Bruyne has space. Mm. Kicks on out of the game, Silva has the space. It's all about matching up in zone. Mm. That once they have the ball, it is going to be a case that there's two on them straight away. Mm. Not allowing them to settle into having two or three touches on the ball to give them. Re- Everything stood off City. Mm. Not surprisingly, stood mm. off City on Saturday, and City had a fucking field day. Yeah. If you stand off these players, they're that good that they will absolutely rip you apart. Well, as we've seen when we played him before, mm. and it's to, it's the energy and the work rate are going to be true. Have to be true to roof, man. I'll bring up one point before we move to a question. Gav, Gav's just told me you've got a question coming in. Um, do you think it's just a case then, lads? When you know when you have teams like this, it, you know they're they're so well matched. 
They play very similar styles of play. Do you think it's just a case of simply trying to impose your game on the opposition and backing yourselves to to do your jobs to you know to a, above a hundred percent? And I'll come to you on that, Al. I do. I genuinely do. I think Klopp's got the best record than any manager that Pep Guardiola has faced, hmm. and Klopp will be aware of that. Hmm. And I do. He, he's got so much belief in this team, and I just I do think Klopp will just go there tomorrow with the belief. It's us against them, hmm. you know. In in his mind, I I think Liverpool will go with the game plan tomorrow. That you know. By the way, let's let's get one thing straight as well. Man City fans will be having the same conversation about how they're going to contain Liverpool as well. By the way, hmm. you know, City are a phenomenal team. They really are. So are Liverpool. Yeah. Liverpool are so. I think Klopp will be going there to say right. We've got to contain you, yet we're fully aware of that. But good luck stopping our front three. You're nodding violently in agreement there, Steve. Yeah, I've had this conversation. Um, I've actually had this conversation with uh, City fans. Mm. And they're uh, petrified, absolutely petrified of our front three. Mm. Yeah, I, to be honest, I mean, I think from a, from a, 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 a well-balanced perspective, if these two teams... You know, a full tilt turn up. You know, it's anyone. It's a fifty-fifty tie because they're so well matched. And I, and I even you know, if you look at the the game, it sounds strange to say it. The five nil at, at their place. You know, prior to Mane's red card, you know, with better finishing, we could have been two or three nil up there. Uh, you know, so if we can expose their centre backs and put pressure on them, we can expose Fernandinho and put pressure on him, uh, and 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 we'll come on to the atmosphere in a minute because I want that to be its own point. But we can we can make them nervous, and that's we you know we want to try and make it a cauldron tomorrow where you know we use everything in our power to to put them under pressure. Um, and I just think if we if we really you know follow through with our game plan. Um, you know we're we're more than well equipped to to beat them. So so what I'm going to do, I'm just going to bring Gav in again. Gav, do you want to turn your camera on there, mate? Yeah, yeah. Um, just a couple of things. Uh, Stephen Kingsbury on the Periscope agrees with Danny and Al um, on the formation. He thinks it's definitely a four-three-three. Mm. Um, and I tend to agree with him. I think again going three at the back, we thrive in it. Mm. Just pull their three up against their three, and we, we'd actually go for them. But you're talking there about it's probably a question from yourself, I suppose. But you're talking there about City and. Do we sit? Do we sit off them? Um, do we press them? But, and and the lads have mentioned that their city are going to have be having the same conversations as as what we're having right now. My question to you is: Will be um, as much as we talk about Silva, Sane, Sterling, whoever's playing for them? Can any of you see them coming in and playing slightly withdrawn for the first twenty to twenty-five and hoping to soak up that? or kill that atmosphere or kill Liverpool's momentum in the first 20 to 25 and then hope to make it a, a 60, 65 minute game. I'll come to no, you. I, gonna, I was coming to you anyway, mate, so it worked out perfect. No. <laughs> I, I personally think that they're going to come right at us from, for the first 10 or 15 minutes. I think they'll go all guns blazing mm. to try and uh, quiet the crowd. If they get an early goal and they'll be up and up at crowds, you know, sits back and you know just doesn't get involved in the game which won't happen but I do think that they'd come go guns blazing the first 10 or 15 minutes to nick an early goal mm. and uh, what about you Steve? Yeah that's the City's answer is going to be try and score first mm. so we're just going to hopefully play into our hands and especially play into the crowd's hands mm. Danny? 
I think they'll have to the lion's share of the ball, City, as they do when they play. You know, which try try and quiet the, the crowd down. Mm. Um, you know, so they don't get behind us. I do think, as Alan said before, the rotation of their players. Can you hear me? Copy there. Yeah, I can hear you perfectly. Any player can can drop drop into certain pockets on that pitch. Mm. I think a, a key for us tomorrow would be the back four in the midfield to get the distances right mm. to stop them pockets of space happening because they've got that many clever players that any one of them can drop into them pockets and hit you. Mm. So. And I think they will play it down the back, and that's why I'm hoping John Stones plays because he takes chances. Mm. And once he tries to force balls into midfield, and that's when we can get on top of them. So, first 20 minutes, they'll probably quieten the crowd down by keeping the ball. Mm. But that's where Liverpool have got to be a little bit disciplined. And then once they hit and come into certain areas, we hit them, we win the ball back and go and break from there. It's funny you should say that. I was listening to, to Klopp's uh, interview from today and he made a really interesting point. He said, the key to victory for us <clears throat> excuse me, will be having the bravery to try the passes uh, you know, to try and unlock defences, to, to have, you know, don't have the fear uh, don't have the fear in, in making mistakes. But when we do make the mistake, it's having that set up behind the player that will remove any threat of a, of a quick break. Um, you know, and, and that was quite interesting, I suppose, to, you know, to, to allow the attacking players to try and create, but make sure that everybody is switched on defensively behind to make sure, like you said, Danny, there's no gaps uh, for them to try and exploit. So, uh, we're, we're hitting around the, the, the hour mark now, lads. So what I want to do now, I want to uh, wrap up tonight's show and I want to get predictions, prediction times. So I'll come to you first, Al. Uh, what's, your, what's your gut for tomorrow? Give us a score and scorers, please, mate. I think Liverpool, I think Liverpool will just edge the first by 27, 27. <laughs> so I think, I think, we, I think we'll win 3-1. 3-1. And, and scorers for Liverpool? Salah 2. And Mane 1. Good man. State? Uh, I think we win 4-2. <sighs> the goals are flying in. Go on and scorers? Um, Van Dijk. Oh, go on, Big Veg. Um, Andy Robertson hat trick. Honestly, it's going to be Salah or Mane. Yeah. I think... We can threaten them from corners as well. Mm. Else tomorrow night. What about you, Danny? It's going to be a nil-nil, isn't it? <laughs> Been going on about goals. It's going to be a stinky nil-nil. Um, no, I'm going to go it's two-one Liverpool. Two-one Liverpool. Uh, goal scorers: Firmino, two. Good stuff. Lots of optimism. I love it for what it's worth, lads. I, I think we'll come away with uh, a 3-1 victory. Uh, I think Mo will score two. And, and I'm going to go with Van Dijk from a corner. I like the idea of that. But if Andy Robertson scores, we're all going to town forever. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, what I want to do, lads, is thank you all for your time. It's a pleasure, as always. Um, a quick mention to our sponsor, uh, Jan Janssen, IPT TV. Um, he's got some great deals on lads. So if you want to, if you want to spot him on Twitter, it's IPTV for all. And if you use the reference code LFCDT, uh, he'll be able to sort you out with some, uh, some, some great deals. So thanks all for listening. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure as always. And, uh, up the reds. 
Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our Memorial Day sale, save $1,000 on the new Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed, Queen now $17.99, only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. This podcast is brought to you by Progressive. Are you thinking more about how to tighten up your budget these days? Drivers who save by switching to Progressive save over $700 on average, and customers can qualify for an average of six discounts when they sign up. A little off your rate each month goes a long way. Get a quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customers surveyed in 2020. Potential savings will vary. Discounts vary and are not available in all states and situations. Sports Social Podcast Network.